it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Knowing that 
the NCAA had put in um, some had set um, players give you had gave people gave players the opportunity for another year eligibility where they could be able to come back to school to play out their senior year. Now we had a lot of players that still stayed in school and now are graduates in school and they take advantage of that extra year of eligibility so they can so they can actually be ready for the 2022 season. Now we have some players, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, decided you know to still you know roll the dice, see what would happen. Um, several players was able to be fortunate enough for small schools to still get to the NFL when we had many that did not. But for the most part, majority of the players waited are waiting till this upcoming season uh, for next year to be able to put their name in the basket, so to speak, get themselves prepared so they can have a legitimate shot to get into get in front of some NFL scouts so they can have a, a stronger chance to get into the NFL. So with that being said, regional combine players are strong at 67 players that are currently in the NFL, which is really good. And the thing about with this year's class, knowing that it is strong with what it is, we have a lot of good stories to talk about leading up to the season, the start of the season, in regards to the players from the regional combine. You know, we talked about during the whole preseason, how the preseason really came down to two players that really shined through the, that, that shined through the preseason in regards of the RC. And that's backup quarterback Tyler Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens and backup quarterback Bryce Perkins for the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, both these players are not going to see the field unless by an injury or if the team's just up by so much, it's going to put those guys in just to close the game out. But um, these two players are legitimate players coming through the process. Now, they're more like listers because they just necessarily did not have a workout in 2020, but their names was on the listing that was sent to all 32 teams. And the teams, you know, looked at that listing. Those two teams brought those players in, and I think that those two teams are in a better situation than um, they would have been if they did not bring these two young men in. So that's the story to watch out for. That's one of the stories. You know, whoever you're on the field, if something was to happen in that situation, watch out for one of these guys to step in if the team needs them. Also, one of the storylines is, you know, Indianapolis um, Colts cornerback, Kenny Moore II. Now, I've been campaigning for Kenny Moore to become a Pro Bowl player, and I believe that he will be um, down the road, will be a Pro Bowl player. And last year would have been that year for him to have made the Pro Bowl, but no problem. It's all right. You know, he's going to get his opportunity, you know, down the road real soon. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Kenny Moore is going to do um, for the Indianapolis Colts. And then we know about Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon talked about that young man a lot last year, um, had ten, had 11 touchdowns, 10 in the regular season, one in the postseason, uh, when they caught against the, uh, the, eventual, the eventual Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He got a postseason touchdown that matchup. Let's see if he – can put his name in that in that that basket with the upper echelon tight ends like with your Travis Kelseys and your George Kittles and your Darren, Darren Wallers of the world. Will this be the year Robert Tunyon will spring forth and showcase that he can be that dude and everything? So we're really looking forward to that. And then also, you know, uh, let's see what what um, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has not been in the uh, well, obviously in the, in the Pro Bowl in the last couple of years. You know, will this be the year for him? to return back to that Pro Bowl form. And we're going to talk about his week 
one performance later on in this show, so make sure you stay locked in. Tyron Johnson, who was with the San Diego Chargers, last, I mean, uh, Los Angeles Chargers last season, heard me talk about this young man a lot during that particular time, what he's going to do now, knowing that he is now a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's see what, he, what he's going to do with this, um, um, this, with this player, I mean, with this team. Uh, for the past four years, Keelan Cole was that regional guy for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but uh, wound up signing a one-year deal with the New York Jets. So Jacksonville is familiar with the type of talent that came that comes through that platform. So can Tyrod Johnson take it to the next level? Let's see what uh, what he he's able to do for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Jameer Jones, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, did the Pittsburgh Steelers find another diamond in the rough? to bring up into that system as a, as a, a, legit, a legitimate uh, linebacker. And then speaking in terms of linebackers, the question is, for Minnesota Vikings linebacker, Miles Dorn, Kansas City Chiefs linebacker, Christian uh, Rosenblum, how long would it take for these guys to make the active roster? Because these guys are really talented players, and I do not see them sitting on the practice squad for a very long time. What week will we be able to see these guys step in and step up and do their thing in the National Football League? So there are some, some of the storylines. There are many more that we can jump into, but try to stick to some of the names that you're familiar with. I don't want to lose you too much because, after all, we're looking at NFL stars tomorrow, today. So there's some of these guys are not stars yet, but try to get y'all guys acclimated for down the road. You listen to Locker Talk. On the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow, today I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. Now, on the front, for us, briefly, uh, for the HBCU platform, there are 25 players, uh, well, actually now 24 because Cannon, Trent Cannon got released by the Baltimore Ravens. So now it started with 25 to open the season, now it's down to 24. 24 HBCU players are currently in the NFL. Last year, this time, there was 27 players that had started this season. Uh, right now, we are 24, but still a long season. Several players will sign during the course of the season. I'm looking out for it, and I'll definitely keep you guys posted. One of the cool things about this off season, for the first time, for the first time in the NFL Top 100 players list that was voted by the players, their peers, we had two HBCU players that were actually voted onto the list. Uh, we had uh, Tyron Armstead, who was a, a tackle for the, New Orleans, for the New Orleans Saints. He made it this year at number 79, so he was voted in amongst his peers. And then, of course, Darius Leonard, the linebacker for the, for the Indianapolis Colts. He came in at 37. Now also the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL. So kudos to those guys for making that listing. You know, as far as story-wise, you know, the biggest thing is who will be that next big guy, you know, player from the HBCU to really showcase their skill set on a high level in the NFL. We know about Armstead. We know about Darius Leonard. We know about Tyree Cohen. Cohen. We know about him. We know about Jerron Hargrove. We know about these guys. But I would like to put two names in there that I really believe that this would be their coming out party this year. And I'm talking about defensive end for the Carolina Panthers, Daryl Johnson. I think Daryl Johnson, after his several years with the Buffalo Bills, they pretty much was a, he was a project there. But I think the Panthers are going to get the better uh, productivity out of him. And then Cadell Hodges, who was uh, Cadell Hodges, who was the, one of the rival seasons for the Cleveland Browns. I, I thought for sure that he was going to be a part of this team as they make that Super Bowl run this year, but he wound up getting released, put on waivers. 
but the Detroit Lions did not hesitate. They picked him up pretty much as soon as he cleared. So now he's with the Detroit Lions. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do this year. I really believe that these two young men can be the next big thing to come from the HBCU platform that will do well in the NFL. So I'm really, really looking out, really looking forward to seeing what those guys are going to do this year. Now, also talking about with the, the, the regional combine players and how things are setting up, and also to give you a heads up of what's going forward. Um, in the next coming shows during the course of the week when we are breaking down uh, what happened for us preview and review um, of what's going on in the season with the regional combine players. We also want to start getting into some players to watch out for 2022. It was a little challenging this year trying to find out to evaluate who is who and what is what only because with the many players that decided to stay. And then you had another group of players that decided to leave. And then trying to figure out, okay, who who is actually still with the team? And a lot of times the schools, rosters are not updated. That was a big issue. And then you see conflicting sites with where players may be, you know, as far as uh, are they still junior or are they still senior or are they at that school or they transferred a lot of players had transferred from the schools they was at to go to another school and then trying to research and find that out. And normally, right before the season starts here on Locker Talk, we would have already had a pre-look of players to watch out for for the upcoming season. reason why we're a little long here this year, we had Locker, um, we're here at Locker Report, I would say, and then getting the news out here on Locker Talk is because we had to, we had to make sure that the players who – we are talking about and promoting and highlighting that they were still actually in school. They were still actually, you know, playing. So going through that process, we didn't want to rush, wanted to make sure that we had everything right, uh, didn't want to call somebody's name out, and next thing you know we found out that they planned for the, uh, you know, playing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers up in, um, <laughs> in the CFL. We did not want that to happen, you know, you know and, and then all of a sudden our credibility would take a little hit there. So we were a little slow getting that information, but we finally have everything all set up. We have our players. We have the players. Many of them, like I said, are returning, has returned to finish out one more year, take that extra year of eligibility, so really excited about that. So, yes, on on the top side, it's really, really good uh, to know that we're going to start talking about um, the players going forward for the 2022, uh, 2022 season so that we can really, really, really get into who to look out for, how to evaluate them, how to set things off. So definitely, definitely really looking forward um, to showing how these guys are going to show out when they get to the to the National, National Football League by way of uh, process and everything. So I'm really excited about that. Now, we're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to talk about what happened in week one in regards of the NFL Regional Combine, what the players did, how they showed out in the first week of the NFL. I know you guys can be really excited to hear about that. And then we're going to talk about the preview of week two. And thank you for listening. Um, you're checking out Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. All right, folks, good people. I hope that you guys always continue to stay locked in of what we're doing here on, on the Bachelor News 
Radio Network, and make sure you guys. Now, you know that every Friday we feature some, some great talent of music that we're going to feature with artists on Fridays called Feature Artist Friday. And today at 5 o'clock, make sure you have everything locked all in because we will be featuring the, the one and only Biggie Smalls. Yes, we will feature the, the biggest one, one that, you know, how many people say that. He's the greatest of all time. He will be featured today. So make sure you guys stay locked in tune uh, to Bachelor News Radio Network dot uh, airtime dot pro where we hear this man. Yes, yes, we will hear him today from five to five thirty. So make sure you guys stay locked in, tune in to one of the greatest who ever did it, Biggie Smalls and Notorious B.I.G. So make sure you stay in tune today from five to five thirty, and then also the uh, whispering sounds. Make sure you listen to our music, soft music played from eight p.m. To midnight um, during the course of the weekend, so make sure you guys stay locked in. And then also following this show today, always stay locked in to uh, Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear Miss Yanni Knott as she come over a Dose of Dime show, where she really gets into her show, really does a great job ever since she had came to um, the Bachelor News Radio Network. So we're proud to have her, and she's doing her thing. So make sure you guys stay locked in to a Dose of Dime with Yanni Knott following Lock and Talk. Thank you, everyone. Turning back, welcome back to Locker Talk, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Sport.com. And you guys can always follow me on any one of my social handles, whether it's on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small cats, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. And also subscribe to the podcast on YouTube at Locker Talk. Podcast. All right, now here we go, folks. We're gonna get right into what happened in Week One of the NFL, where we get right into some good stuff here. So here we go. We're gonna kick back, and here we go. That's getting some football talk here. Now we had talked briefly about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is, def- is definitely the, the, the I would say the the child bell. Of the platform, he's been that guy that really has shown what this quote, this uh, quote, this um, platform is all about: discovering unknown talent, discovering who is out there that teams may overlook and not give an opportunity, to, uh, opportunity. To. And he's been a strong barometer of that ever since he got to the Minnesota Vikings. He did it all with the special teams, became a special teams ace. With his time sparingly played um, as a wide receiver, so he got to the point where they realized that not only can this guy play, but he can be a legitimate number two. And then as time went on, they realized that he's a two-time all-pro wide receiver, and they had a crossroads with Stephon Diggs, who's doing a fantastic job with the Buffalo Bills. Organization said, you know what, Adam can be a number one. And if there was the first wide receiver that came through the program, that did a lot of firsts in the NFL. And then they become a number one receiver, which is amazing because when scouts go to the scout, go to the regional combine, they're not looking for stars. They're looking for players that's going to bring depth to their roster. And for this young man to be able to go in and build that depth that they were looking for, but also become something so much greater, that is a tremendous accomplishment for Adam Dillon. Now, Adam Dillon starting the 2021 season off very strong. Trying to get back to 
the Pro Bowl where he belongs. You know, last few years had his little absence because he did have was banged up. But Adam Dillon's back, he's strong, he's putting on some more weight, some more muscle. So now he's ready for those double teams, and he really showed how he was ready to take this thing to another level when he went up against the Cincinnati Bengals in week one. Now, yes, that was a, a strong performance that he had, know that he had. He was targeted ten times, nine catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. He scored the first touchdown of the season for the Vikings. He'll have he'll cross that goal line many a times this year. I know he's definitely gonna get on double digits. And they had another touchdown um, later in the game. Yes, the Vikings start off kind of slow, but still came back later, forced in overtime, but they still wind up falling short. And as you, as you know, as you've been talking about on this show many times with Adam Dillon, when it comes down to losing, then it's something that he's not happy about. You know, he'll trade and snap stats in a, in, in a heartbeat. For a win. So, of course, you can tell that, you know, the Vikings was not happy with the result. Adam Dillon was not happy, but for his individual game set, he did his thing. Can't take that from him, so that's why we're highlighting him as what he did in week one of the National Football League. And also in that game, his teammate, C.J. Hale, another fellow R.C. player, he had two receptions in that game for nine yards. And across from them, Mike Thomas, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. He had a catch for five yards. Mike Thomas is one of those other players, one of the very first players to get drafted from the um, from the Reaver Combine platform. And he's been with the Rams for many years now. This is his second year with the Cincinnati Bengals, hoping that this will be the year where they can turn around where he can really be used more as a pass catcher than a return man. So that's where he really heart that's where his heart desire really is. Now, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins is that squad that's looked at towards being something special real soon. And knowing that Brian Flores, a former coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers, those guys journeyed up to Greensboro, I mean to Foxborough, take on the Patriots. And it's always good to see students versus teachers, but it's always better when you have regional combine players there trying to help things out for their coach. And talking about Nick Needenham. Nick Needenham, cornerback, cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. A solid, solid game as he racked in six tackles in this matchup. Six tackles. Also had a good hit on their rookie court arm wide receiver in Mr. Chase. So they definitely had, he definitely had a solid, solid game in that matchup. So looking forward to seeing Nick carry this whole thing on again with this season. So looking forward to that. Now, on the defense side of the ball, we to channel everything to the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Seattle Seahawks. This in my way, an underrated, underrated pass rusher, as rusher in the league. Showed out in his first first game of the season. Getting to the quarterback is what he does best as he got into this game and had three stops, including one third down, um, third down sack that came really big later in the game when the Colts looked like they was going to try to make the game a little interesting with that big stop that really, really helped the Seattle Seahawks to maintain the control that they had for the entirety of the game. So Vincent did his job showing up and across from him, we talked about the young man to start the show, saying that this should be his Pro Bowl season. Yes, talking about Kenny Moore the second. He had three tackles as well in this game. Also, he did get a sack as well in this matchup. So he definitely came out to play as usual in this matchup, knowing that this is going to be a big year for him 
It's going to be a big year for the Colts so these guys can show what they're going to do moving forward for the 2021 season. Now, there were several other good plays, players in that during that week that had made some that made some good appearances, you know, made some big stops. And we're gonna focus on those guys as, as the season continues. Because these guys we had mentioned in week one really, really were the ones that really deserved the highlights for what they did and trying to put their teams in the right situation to win and putting their teams in the right situation to win. So kudos to those guys in week one of the National Football League. Now, let's shift over to week two. We're going to shift over to week two of the NFL, and week two of the NFL is going to be interesting. And I know we talked about Kenny Moore, but this is going to be really important and going up against the Los Angeles Rams. And I lost now, the Los Angeles Rams, I tell you, when this team is on their turf, they're just too fast. I mean, that surface is just incredible. I cannot wait to go into that stadium for Super Bowl 56. I, I will be there. I, I, I can't wait, you know, just to see the way that Rams, how they move, the way how they beat the band last night. So this team now is going to actually have an opportunity to travel to the East Coast to take on the Indianapolis Coast. Now, one thing I know with the Coast, especially with Kenny, Kenny Moore, after coming off the long taking advantage of, I know for a fact that it'll be one of those situations where they're going to want to do what they have to do. They're going to want to do get back and play the type of football that they need to play so that they can get back on track, knowing that they pretty much was embarrassed by the Seattle Seahawks. So this is going to be something to see. Can Kenny Moore help slow down? this round pass attack. It is not going to be easy by any stretch. You know, Matthew, uh, Matthew Stafford, who's there now, a great, I mean, a solid quarterback. They know how to get the ball out deep, know how to go underneath. The coach is going to be challenged again. But I think after being smoked by the Seattle Seahawks, I think that was the wake-up call for Indianapolis. So I'm expecting this Indianapolis team with their solid defensive unit and they're going to step up and play out big. So let's see how that goes uh, with Kenny Moore and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Monday night, the Baltimore Ravens went to Las Vegas. If you watched that game, you probably were just as excited as I was, So that was a very, very exciting game. Except for Alawindo winner the Ravens, left tackle for the, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Will Alabama did not have one of his better games. And I know that he's in a new system. He's on a new team. Um, you know that the Pittsburgh Steelers did not want to invest in him no more, so they became a free agent. Baltimore Ravens picked him up, signed up for a two-year deal, $14 million. So we know all that stuff going in. But his first game as a Raven, going up against the Raiders, and Max Crosby had his way with Will Alabama. I mean, it, it was almost just, was just stiff, couldn't react, couldn't move, and that was tough. Now, the Ravens had opportunity to win that game, and when the Ravens did play a little better towards late in the game, but knowing what happened in in Las Vegas, they know they cannot, he cannot have it to happen again at home at M&T Bank Stadium when the Ravens play host to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Will Winner Raver step um you actually will Winner Raver step up, take on the challenge, and would he have a better game 
than what he had in his debut with the Baltimore Ravens when the Ravens had a hard time trying to stop that pass rush from the Ravens. The Chiefs are coming. You know, you know, Chris Jones and those guys, these guys are hot too. They want to, you know, get, you know, they want to play a little better than what they did last week against the Cincinnati or against the Cleveland Browns, knowing that they won the game. But these guys want to play a little better too. So we have two teams. We have both teams felt as though they could have played a lot better the week before, so as though they can build off of what they did not do from week one. So we're going to have two teams that's going to go at each other Sunday night. Will Winner the Ravens be one of those players that's going to step his game up? So the Ravens going to need him. Lamar's going to need a little bit more protection in that backfield because we know he's still trying to become more of a solid passer, throw of the ball. ball. So he's going to need that protection. He's going to need to rely on his offensive alignment so that he can be able to be consistent and be in that pocket, pocket a little longer. He showed flashes in week one. Let's see if he can continue with that, but he needs protection. And Winner Vareva plays a very strong role. Will he be able to step up and help provide what the Baltimore Ravens need and Lamar Jackson needs? Folks, I want to thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashSports.com, where you guys can find about talent, the talent of NFL information that you will not see here or anywhere else around the world. I guarantee it. You guys can follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also Locker Talk Podcast that's on Facebook. Also, you guys find me on Instagram at Locker underscore report, I mean, uh, Locker, uh, Locker Report 100, all small caps. And make sure you guys always tune in, follow, and subscribe on YouTube at Locker Talk Podcast. Make sure you guys continue to follow us on this show here. Um, on the best of news pro and make sure you guys stay locked in. If she only not, she's on her way. Come and give her a dose of diamond show. So make sure you guys stay locked in and stay plugged into this network. And once they bless, talk to you soon. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, mommies and poppies. Hola, hola, hola. This is Yanni, your DJ and dance junkie with today's Dose of the Dime, right here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Yo, you know what? I really don't know a whole lot about sports. I really don't. But when I listen to that show, I feel like I'm really, really intelligent. So make sure you check out uh, Lock of Talk before my show um, every Friday. And I want to say it is at 8 o'clock or Maybe it's 7.30. I'm not quite sure. But when I get in, man, I, I, I feel like I know something, but I don't have a team. I, I, I kind of stuck with that. <laughs> it's a bad thing. So if you are tuning in on the radio, thank you for joining me. If you're tuning in on Facebook, thank you for t- spending your time with me. You could be anywhere else and you're here with me. So I do want to say if you are on Facebook, please take the time to call in at 646-929-0130. Um, with your comments, questions, concerns, or if you just want to ask a question, you know, about what it is that we're talking about today. So we're going to be talking about a couple of things, so let's just get into it. I do want to mention that there is a Facebook group on, um, and it's public. It's called a Dose of Dime Radio Show, and we talk about different things um, 
including the topic that we're going to talk about today, it actually kind of came to me. People sent it to my inbox. Like, people sent it to my inbox four or five times. Like, can we talk about this? And it's like, hmm, okay, I guess maybe we should do that. Um, so let's dive in. Please note that you can follow me on all my forms of social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm also on YouTube and TikTok. Um, I do a lot on TikTok, but it's not as professional as I would like it to very, very be. Okay, so I'm also, I have my own website, and you are welcome to jump in and look at the blog, look at the podcast, um, and look at some of the merchandise that I have. It's kind of cool like that. It's www.thedjdime.com. So I'm glad that you guys are here talking with me today. I do want to take a moment to pause for the cause and uh, make sure that I pay the man. Uh, feature album Friday, this Friday, is going to be at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central um, on www.thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And today they are doing Big Papa. Woo, the Biggie Smalls. Okay, I love it when you call me Big Papa. So, for those of you that are old school heads, like I'm an old school head, make sure you tune in. What they do is they play like 30 minutes of this whole discography. Obviously, it's only stuff that they can play on the Bachelor's Radio Network. Um, and definitely um, tune in Sunday through Friday. It's Whispers Softly, and it's like kind of like a quiet storm type of feel, meaning for those of you who do not know what quiet storm is, um, quiet storm type of feel is like um, it's slow jam. It is lovely. It is setting the mood. It's more mellow. It's, it's more romantic so to speak, okay? Definitely want you guys to tune in and check that out. That is Sunday through Friday, 8 p.m. The only day they do not do that is on Saturday, and that's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Um, definitely want you guys to tune in to that. It is pro. okay? So let's talk about it. What we did last week was we talked about, basically, ways to operate around people that are toxic. And we all have a lot of people in our lives that are toxic. So when we get into these terms like narcissist and um, toxic and all of this, it just means people who have bad energy in your space, they don't want to listen, they just want to argue. And those type of people that you want to actually pull back from, okay? So what we num- the one number one thing I wanted you to take away from last week's show was the gray rocking. Gray rocking is absolutely something that you can do with anybody. Be careful when you use it with narcissists, especially if they're smart ones because they'll know when you do it, okay? So gray rocking is easy. You want to be a gray rock, boring and easy to pay us by. You don't want to get involved. You want to get. You don't want to get emotional. You just want to keep your interactions real brief. Your answers are yes, no, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> very brief, very basic, nod, shrug. You don't even have to say words like, well, I don't know. But you want to keep your interactions very brief. Because you don't want to get drawn into that who shot John, the argument stuff that goes on, that drains you. That most of us that are trying to, most of us are just trying to be loved. That's, that's the point blank. Most of us are just trying to be loved, and we end up getting involved with people who tend to take advantage of that. They want to be loved too, but they want to be loved their way. And they want to have whatever it is they got going on and keep you too. And so that's why when you get involved with these, trying to manipulate you, you want to make sure you pull back and you want to um, definitely gray rock them, all right? Uh, give no details. They ask you where you've been, 
Give very factual. Do not give any details that you don't need to. All right. Just be very factual. I went to the store. Well, you were gone for three, four, you were gone for 30 minutes. I had to get something. Do not give them any details. Don't tell me to talk to anybody. Just be very distinct in your answers, okay? So, and again, don't say, you know what? I'm just going to gray rock you because, yeah, they're going to tell you a new one. Yeah, they're going to tell you a new one. Oh, you got you gray rocking somebody. Oh, okay. I understand. Uh, if you just, you don't want to talk to me. You don't want to be cool with me. Yeah, don't tell them that's what you do because then they'll tear you up. All right, so I do want to move on from that because I just want to give you a small synopsis. I keep running out of time to give you information that I want to give you. And what we got to talk about today is juice. Listen, okay, so here's, we talked about last week very briefly shifting. Shifting is what you do once you've had this altercation with somebody or once you've had a huge problem that you don't know how to fix. Um, anything like that. Shifting is something that you do when you want to change your uh, dynamic from here to somewhere else, okay? So I do want to make sure that we're clear on that. So what my daddy used to tell me is, baby, when you don't understand what's going on, you want to sit down, you want to shut up, and you want to listen. And I was like, I don't, I don't get what that means. And now that I'm older and I've actually kind of mastered that, sitting down, shutting up, and listening is allowing solutions to come. Because when you're all panicked, you're in your mind, and your mind is going a million miles a minute, you can't get any solutions out of that. You're mainly focused on the problem. And that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, like, it, it, can, it will stress you out. So what you want to do is shift. Take a deep breath. Deep breaths are number one. When you're talking about coping, deep breaths are at the top of the list. But nobody, oh, it doesn't work. It works. You gotta, you have to use it. And it's deep breath, count to ten. <sighs> right? Those things work. It sounds simple. It sounds benign. But do use it. So definitely, how you want to move forward is in the middle of a fight. You want to shut down your emotions. Or in the middle of, or when you're in the midst of a problem, shut down your emotions. All right. We're not going to get sad. We're not going to get mad about this. We'll do that later. we got to focus on what the problem is right now. What can we do right now to make this work, okay? And you sit and you just keep saying, what is it can I do? And then ideas will pop into your head. You can shut them down as you need to. Um, if you are in the midst of an argument and you feel yourself being drained, you cannot walk away because the number one thing I'll tell you is to walk away. But if you cannot walk away, then definitely um, – Keep your answers, just like Gray Rock, and keep your answers short. Keep the information factual. And then when you can walk away, move. Don't stay. It's not for you. If you need to, present your boundary. This is what I can do. This is what I can do with you. This is what I can't. Okay? So be very clear about what your boundary is going to be. Um, and, okay, so talk about communication. You got to learn how to listen in between the lines. The one thing that my dad always told me is that sometimes you will know where a person's mind is just by listening to their, their communication. And so I kind of put together these rules for people who shift, and one of them, one of them definitely is allow liars to hang themselves. Liars will absolutely present their lie and hang it themselves. Um, 
What? So the number one rule is ignore ignore people that want attention. So story time. Me and a couple of girls that we did African dance together. Okay, we wanted to hang out, so we invited the entire dance class, and we got a hotel room, and uh, we went to the pool together. Well, there was this one girl, and I couldn't understand it why it worked my nerves so much. We were in the elevator, so she and I got there at the same time. We rode up the elevator together and went to the room and was chilling, and it was cool. So now, on the way to the pool, we come out of the room. We go down the elevator. Now it's a bunch of us. All of a sudden, she's scared. Oh, I'm afraid of heights. So she's hiding in the corner. Going, oh, my God, I can't look. I can't look. Remind you, we went up together. We went up together. She was fine. Not a mention, not a word. It irritated my soul so much, I swear. I was just like, okay, so you take that time. You say, okay, I know who that is. I see who you are. And, and you, you take that time and you understand, okay, you are seeking attention that I just don't have for you right now. Okay? So the number two thing is if they gossip. If they gossip, eventually, especially if they bring you gossip, they're going to eventually talk about you. So make sure that you tell people to bring you a bone. I, I don't I don't participate in gossip. So this one guy said, oh, my gosh, they're gossiping like girls. Let me tell you something. Guys gossip more than girls. Locker talk, and I don't mean the show, by the way. Very bonus to check that out. It's a good show. Um, <laughs> locker talk is gossip. They don't know what's going on. They just know what they heard. And so be sure to understand that that men gossip just as much as women. So watch who you put in your circle. Watch who you tell your business to, guys, because your business will be all over the place, okay? So number three, if you do not, you do not have to have a bunch of friends. Now, what I, I counsel teens and I counsel young adults, okay? So the one thing that I tell them is you don't have to have a billion and one friends, not at all. You really just need one or two, okay? If you have one or two friends, that you can confine in that are real friends, that's all you need. You don't need anything else. Uh, so definitely I also want to mention that number four is allow liars to hang yourself. We talked about that. You don't have to do much. Just sit back and listen and test them, all right? Um, they will eventually hang themselves because here's the thing. Stories are hard to maintain if you're not going to do my Baba Jay, I, I know, guys, I've told you about him. He would say, you will give, give somebody enough rope, they will hang themselves. And that's the truth. If you just sit back and listen to what a person says and how sometimes they contradict themselves, you will know, okay, that person's not 100% honest. Or that person lies when they get in trouble. Or that person lies when they're confronted with some conflict. And once you lie, how can we believe anything else that you say? A good point, okay? So the other part of this is definitely pick your battle. So what does that mean? Uh, toxic people like airing out dirty laundry. That's the one thing they love to do, okay? Um, they're going to come to you with, they're going to air out dirty laundry and look for people to ch- pick sides. Just make sure you don't pick sides. That's not what you should be doing. Your goal is to stay neutral in everything unless if it involves you, again, walk away if you can because, again, eventually if they're lying on you, they're going to trap themselves up in that real talk. Okay, so the self-pity party. Okay, so now while I do understand something before, I, before we go into this, there's nothing wrong with having a pity party every now and again. It's unfortunately not for especially like if you lose a job or you break up with somebody or 
um, something happens where or you, somebody passed away. I mean, and that's happened a lot lately. Um, there is nothing wrong with having a pity party. Don't say this. Somebody in your life, in your circle, and that's all they do. All they do is have pity parties. That's where you want to pump the brakes and be like, Mm-mm, yeah, let's, let's not do that. Because staying there, again, manifests that same energy, and they'll find new stuff to beat up on themselves about. And the same thing with you. The reason why we don't want you to stay in a pity party is because, mm, yeah, I need you to, to kind of pause. And I need you to definitely, um, what you, the energy that you put out there, the things that you focus on the most, are the things that you definitely bring about, okay? So I do want to talk about being accountable. Do they apologize to you? If they mess up, do they apologize to you, okay? So that's the thing, definitely. You mess up. Make sure that you apologize because you don't want to be that toxic person either. Don't lie. Don't cover your tag. Just apologize, okay? So... <laughs> There's an African-American proverb that says, beware of the naked man and offer too close. There's something called, like, fake kindness that people can do that may, you know, they're offering you something that they don't even have. So I've often heard um, people talk about why take marriage advice from somebody who's divorced or I can't trust her with a relationship because she doesn't have one. Does that mean that they do not have the experience? Does that mean that they don't have the experience of, like, I'm divorced, but I have enough knowledge and reflection to sit and talk about the things that I know can break a marriage up, for sure, okay? So I never judge a messenger by what it is that they do. I never judge a messenger by what it is, who they are. I judge the messenger by the message. So if the message is legit and it's clear and it's clean, this for me, because I, I got to tell you, in the midst of my divorce, I got messages from the weirdest places. I, I can't, I, I'm telling you, when the creator wants touching you, you're going to get messages from places that, that are just unexpected, okay? Especially if you're not listening. If you're not sitting down, setting up and listening, you're going to get those messages from everywhere, okay? So the other thing that I do want to focus on is do that do not focus on the, on the problem. Everybody wants to focus on the problem. Stop focusing on the problem. Focus on the solution. Yes, it sucks. But the more you focus on the problem, the more of that problem is going to show up. So stop focusing on the problem. Stop focusing on how do we fix it. So this is happening. How do we make it work? How do we fix it? That's where you need to focus. That's where you need to put your most, most of your mental power, okay? So the last one that I want you to kind of just kind of take into your special, you know, into your mental role today, okay, is setting healthy boundaries. This is going to be different for everybody. Somebody's boundary is not going to be your boundary, okay? Um, for me, especially because I talk all day, as that's my profession, I talk all day. Um, text me before you call. Do not, don't call my phone if if you've not been invited to do so. Um, you might not. You might get blocked. Okay, so definitely everybody's boundaries are different because everybody's lives are different. I mean that's that's common sense. Okay, 
So getting to the subject at hand, I know a lot of people kind of ask me about this, so we're going to talk about it. All right. So there was a post, a marriage post. It is actually posted in the Dime Radio Show, so if you have not checked that out, please do so. I'm speaking of which. I got some friends list, um, that are on the live chat. Staff. See you, Harry. What's up, Graciela? Graciela does this thing called Mommy Pops. It's kind of cool. Y'all can check that out. And then there's Otilisa Brown. She is the bomb. I got to tell you, she, we've been friends just like my flat tire, man. Uh, down like my flat tires all day, all night. I love her. So anyway, let's go move on. But on that, on the dose of the dime, there is a post from Miles Monroe, okay? And it talks about marriage. And it sparked up a lot of controversy on my um, in my inbox because a lot of people hit me with this, like, what do you think? Okay, so basically the quote is talking about marriage does not need love. Okay. <laughs> and it talks about <laughs> love is not a qualification for marriage. Okay. Moving on to say that an, a successful marriage has little to do with love. And I have to agree. Yeah, that's a, that's a shocker, right? Hmm. So listen, majority of people who depend on love as their basis, their basis, their foundation for marriage, um, understand that after five years, their divorce rate is 50%. Because, and here's the thing, is that he did not say love shouldn't be in a marriage. That's not what he said. He actually said that it's just not a requirement for marriage. Consider um, some of the marriages of uh, back in the old school, they married to keep businesses in the family. Consider marriages back in or, or even present day in um, India or in um, Africa. I mean, even there's some that do it in the United States. There are arranged marriages. They do not mean until the night that they get married. And those marriages tend to last. Now, some of them may be loveless. I know I did a kind of research paper on it, and it noted that a lot of these people kind of grew to love their mates. Okay. I mean, come, consider like tribes would marry, intermarry different tribes to make their tribe more powerful. So now you have this tribe and that tribe, and they're now aligned. Because the the daughter matters, okay? So it can be done, and it can be done successfully, okay? So do I think that it says that love is not the requirement for marriage? You can be with somebody and love them, but marriage is a contract, and I need people to understand that. Marriage is a contract that is for tax purposes, it is... um, a almost a sitting power of attorney, um, if you are injured, your spouse can come in or you don't. That's a true story, okay? Um, so here's the problem, is that we've romanticized love, okay? And I've said this more than once, that these, these Hollywood movies have made you guys kind of crazy in the head. And here's what I mean. So a romantic love does not allow for criticism. A romantic love says, (laughs) you love me, so you shouldn't criticize me. So you love me, so you'll see love me through my fault. So you love me, so you you accept everything about me when that's 
not healthy. If there is a problem, if there's, I mean, because that type of love, that type of romanticized love, more enabling to problems than it is to fixing them. You should be able, if you love somebody, because that's why I say love is not a noun. It is an action verb. My um, story time, my father and my mother, okay, so I'm adopted, as most people know. Um, but my my adopted mother and my father, my adopted mother had cancer. And love, again, is a verb. My dad loved her through her cancer. My dad loved her when she had a double mastectomy, which means they cut off both breasts. Um, my dad loved her when she couldn't even pick up her own head. My dad loved her when she couldn't go to the bathroom. He made action to make her life easier. He went into debt buying her a TV set because she was just too weak to get up and go around the house. And the kind of love that I would like. I want the action verb kind of love. The one that sees me knows me when I'm wrong and says, girl, you messing up. What are you doing? That's the love that I'm talking about, okay? so. With that being said, this story time romantic type of love will not allow you to say your finances are not in order. We need to get that together before we marry. Or you drink a little too much. I need you, let's, let's, let's slow down together. Because when, you, when it's you that has the problem, then it's like, wait, wait you don't love me? Wait, what? You're pushing me to grow? It's uncomfortable for the person that has the situation. But real love, the active verb type of love, would be like, nah, sis, we got to get this together. You got to do something better. It's real talk, okay? So even through, I mean, let's consider. Most people fight me about love is a con- uh, that marriage is a contract. Marriage is a contract. All right, so for instance, in a business, if somebody messes up in your business, you have signed a working contract with this person, you get fired, right? In a marriage, if somebody does not live up to their vows, the vows that we set out, the love, honor, cherish, that's what you're signing. If they don't live up to their vows, you really have no other option outside of divorce. There's nothing you can do. You can't just fire them and make them, I mean, you can make them get out and they can use your name. They're married to you, whatever. Consider that. It's, it's, I'm telling you, I lost my father's house in my divorce. Now, I'm not saying that was his fault, but in a culmination of our mistakes of, of being in love and enabling the BS that was going on, we ended up losing. I, I lost my father's house, and that's something I have to live with for the rest of my life based on marrying out of love. Not in marrying out of compa- not in marrying out of, even out of companionship or even understanding who this person was that I was married. Because I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now I can look back and see all of the warning signs that I had gotten. But hindsight is twenty twenty, and now the damage is done. So, yeah, love is an action. Those vows that we take when we get married, those are actions that you are required to do for this contract that you are signing. I know it sounds so unromantic when you say it like that, right? But that's the truth, okay? So (laughs) we are not perfect. We are not. I know we'd like to play like we are. It is what it is. My mother, uh, my adopted mother was infertile, and my father knew this marrying her. 
and he wanted those things, but he knew he might not ever be able to have them with him. He accepted that as a reality. They tried everything to that reality, and he stayed because he performed the action. Funny story, my father and my mother was a nurse, and, of course, she met my biological mother in the hospital, and that's how that all came about. But that's for a different day, okay? So here's the thing about the statement. He never said that you – he said to marriage, it does not need love. For marriage to work, for this contract to work, you don't need love. And that's the truth. Is it nice? Yes. It's a plus. But it's a plus with the other stuff that is required for marriage. Somebody to be the word mature, um, somebody to be accountable, somebody to be responsible, somebody to be um, kind, just kind with their actions and their words. Consider that. Kindness. So a lot of people will go back to, oh, my God, we've just lost the romance in this marriage type, you know, conversation and look, my grandparents are married to blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you some real facts. I'm just going to hit you real facts real quick. All right. A lot of women did not have rights when our parents and their grandparents were married. You hear about now, now, a lot of older people getting divorced. Well, why is that? Because they now have more rights. There was a time when women couldn't even vote. I, y'all, very short time ago, blacks couldn't even vote. I mean, they're, especially in, in the black community, so black women, so women couldn't vote, black people couldn't vote. So we were the lowest of the low. So, and when a family doesn't support you in, in getting a divorce, because that's what you need is support. When you're walking away from a relationship, that's exactly what you need is the support. But, yeah. <laughs> Who else is going to come to her aid if her family is not there for her? If her family is not there for her, who else is going to come to her aid? A lot of the marriages that we talked about, the grandparents staying together for God knows how, because they tolerated together. They learned how, which is cool. That's cool. But how many of them would have walked away if they could? I just want to point that out. And I'm not put. please do not, please understand, I'm not putting this all on grandfathers. There were some horrible ones, but there's some horrible grandmothers too. <laughs> but back then, it is more about the morality of we do not separate them. And unfortunately, there were a lot of us that ended up bearing the brunt of that generational curse because if, if the family isn't happy, the children will not be happy. Whatever's going on in the marriage will trickle down to the children, and that's generational crap that you're carrying because they just didn't have time to focus on you. That's what I'm going to talk to. You guys let me know what you think in the comments today. Let me know what you think on my social media um, site. Um, That is kind of my time for today, and I am so thankful that you guys showed up. Please remember to hit me up on www.thedjdom.com. Also, you can listen to any rebroadcast at uh, thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And make sure you check out some of the other shows. They're really kind of cool. Again, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys chose me to listen to. You have a blessed day right here on the Bachelor's Red Radio Network. Sometimes we fall in love. 
moments and he is my man. We can talk about anything. He's got nothing to hide. He's not afraid of his feelings. He's not a slave to his pride. He's giving me love. So steady. He touches my song on the radio and very proud of it it's called i'd rather have love and we're going to do a little bit of this for you hopefully y'all can enjoy it as much as we did performing it so cap are you ready how about you walt my man late you good that's my man steve over here he's my engineer all the music y'all been hearing me record this guy's been behind the boards executing it you know young boy too about what are you 25 24 oh shit, 24 they're getting younger, you, you, you know? 
Well, let's rock that real quick, player. Take it like we in church. Oh, I was cool in them streets. Yeah, I was cool in them clubs. Real talk, I wasn't thinking nothing about love. I didn't want nobody trying to partake in my stuff. I thought an occasional one-night stand would be enough. She ruined my philosophy My heart skips a beat when she comes around I never thought that I'd be ready to settle down See, I was about to find myself alone But I found myself Told me what a real man should be She said, son, pick one And treat her like me Hey! I took all of her wisdom And I used it for selfish gain And I know if she saw this pimping She'd be ashamed I found this girl She ruined my philosophy My heart skips a beat when she comes around I never thought that I'd be ready to settle down See, I was about to find myself alone But I found myself alone I know Oh, yeah I'd rather have love I'm ready for love of my own
Thank you so much for coming tonight. Hope you had a good time. I've enjoyed you. God bless. God bless. God bless. Thank you so much once again. Thanks to the living room. Wonderful establishment.
baby, come walk with me. Cause you've been away too long. I can live selfishly, and I know I was wrong. Oh, I embrace it completely. My life has new meaning, yeah. Baby, I cherish you, and I promise to love. Now it's crazy to me. I've been running all this time. You waited patiently on a love. You would not find love, and I need you so deeply. And your love has set me free, yeah. Baby, I treasure you, and I promise to
Quit playing these love 
Here by your side. Girl, you know 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.